Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 5th of November, year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome to another episode of the Motown Rundown. Matthew, I believe this is, I don't think we're at the 10th episode yet. I believe this is number nine, excluding the pilot, correct? Correct. Episode number nine. Episode number nine. I apologize if there's a little bit of reverb in the background. I'm in a different setting than usual. A lot of things to cover today off the heels of of our Luke Kennard interview last week, which we had a lot of fun doing, and uh, the reception was pretty good. We uh, got, a, got a lot of nice messages from that. We appreciate all of you that checked that out if you haven't yet. Uh, it's just on uh, last week's episode. It's about a 52-minute interview. Really good stuff there. A um, lot of things to unpack. The most recent thing, well, actually, we'll, I guess we'll go in since most recent since our last episode. The first thing that happened was we kind of decided let's just stop talking about the Tigers and their managerial search until something concrete happens. Cause we just never really heard anything that was like, it was always like a, well, this is kind of a thing or like, this is who people want. Now we know after the white Sox um, hired Tony La Russa, the Detroit uh, Tigers went right after AJ Hinch and he is your manager of the Detroit Tigers. I don't remember what his contract is, Matthew, but what were your thoughts as soon as you saw that? I'm all in on it. I'm very excited to have him on board. Uh, I know baseball purists are irate that he got another job and got another job so soon. I know as diehard, fast as he did, yeah, yeah. I know purist Tigers fans specifically are even more upset. Uh, I apologize if you are one of those people and you're listening to this podcast because I think you and I are on the same page that we very much like this move. I don't. Mm. I think like of all the things that you can do wrong in sports. On some level, just I don't even want to put it this way. You know how people complain about like the way the Patriots quote unquote cheat? Yeah. It's still harmless in the grand scheme of like the world, and especially in sports, they're not doing anything incredibly malicious. I mean even what the Astros think, yeah. like you don't you don't cheat, but at the same time, it it's it didn't break the world or anything it's still an incredibly talented no, they, team they I, proved well, again well, this year i know like i it still made me mad i'm still i am saying that this is something we should be able to move on from i guess that is my main point because well, i can i can understand like hating on from it go ahead the reason we can't move on from it is because major league baseball did absolutely nothing in response to all of this information coming that out is fair. AJ Hinch, that's, yeah, that is fair like you just like there's no healing process because the band-aid was never put on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it never happened. So with AJ Hinch, it's like, listen, Chris Castellani, he's essentially the voice of the Tigers as far as so many fans are concerned. Um, and I love him as everybody does. He worded this so well. He goes, I'm tired of being like the good guys. I'm tired of having a team that, you know, every time somebody comes and plays us, like they're happy because it's like, oh, you know, we got a four game series. Like, well, we're going to win two or three or it's going to be a four game sweep. Like, I'm tired of everybody liking the Tigers because they know it's an easy win. So it's like embracing it because it's like if you're going to be the villain, we're probably going to be pretty decent in a few years. And they've made it very clear that Al Avila is probably going to spend some money and they're going to get some bats and they're going to get some pitching and it's going to be really fun to see. Um, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I Listen, if he went anywhere else, I'm furious. But I don't know. It's Detroit. So I'm just like, oh, you know, we got to oh, look at it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. And, like, you know, so, you know. Now that we have him, I'm definitely looking at things differently. Um, I know you and I were thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying every time that something bad happened to the Astros. Like if they got throttled yeah. like 20 to nothing or something. Um, like, or Jose Altuve's batting average being like one, yeah. or he just like, I think there was one game he committed like three or four errors and it was just like, it was perfect. Yeah. And you, I hate to say this, but you love to see it. So mm-hmm. there's kind of, I don't hate to say it. There's a give and take with it. My main point with what I was saying, I should have just said it this simply. I'm ready for us to move on from the AJ Hinch hate. Like, and from what we understand, there are a lot of people that were involved in that. Obviously, all the players. Yeah. But from a coaching standpoint, too, even if he orchestrated it, there were a lot of moving pieces. Clean slate. I'm starting fresh with AJ Hinch. Yeah. I also want to throw this out there, too, because people had been kind of speculating this for a little while now that when Justin Verlander is a free agent here in, I think, two years, it's like, well, maybe he'll come home and he'll retire. Do you realize now. That the door on that is even more open than it was a few weeks ago. Because A.J. Hinch, the only other manager that he had played for up until this year, is now with Detroit. And I'm sure you saw, I think you actually may have tweeted something about it, that Verlander was one of the first people that texted A.J. And he's like, there's no place like Detroit when they're winning. And so it's kind of like, okay, so J.V.'s going to come home. I'm really excited disagree actually if that happens i i will be one of the happiest people on the planet that being said in theory i don't think that the tigers are like a season or two away from being like playoff or world series contenders but in theory with the way that with him coming in and the way that this franchise is trying to progress uh, because like you said they're it sounds like they're trying to put their foot on the gas and actually start to make this team competitive um yeah I don't know that I see us being in a situation when we can bring JV back in where it would make sense for either side, if that makes sense. I feel like we'll be trying to compete too much. I'm all for it. Like, I'm not trying to say don't do it. I'm just saying if I had to put my money on it, I would say I don't think it'll happen because I think we'll be in a position where it just doesn't make sense for us to bring him in. And I don't think he'll have the stuff. I think that he'll always have his stuff. I don't know if he'll quite have the stuff to be in a position to where he can actually take one of our starting five spots. Because I don't, I don't sure. see JV being a guy that bumps down to the no, bullpen no, no. the older he gets. Like he's a, he's a uh, lifelong starter. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, you know, he, he wouldn't be coming in here. We're not expecting a sub three, a sub two and a half ERA. No. I don't think. I think you kind of know what you're getting, especially if I don't think it's Tommy John that he had to get, but I think it's something like the worst, the worst closest thing that it is to it. Um just this year so i i again I, I don't remember what it was but i don't think it was actually tommy john so that would be really fun um tigers fans kind of got something to be excited for there that was really that was really cool and then biggest I think it thing was, I don't just be glad that the tigers they made the official announcement like we're going to compete now that's something Dude, to get excited give, about it's time to give al avila some credit and i'm not saying that he's deserved it before and we weren't giving him any i'm saying like you guys nailed this process yeah so good job like a round of applause for alavila really good work there i will almost um, say just gonna sorry dare i say we're giving aj hinch a clean slate 
I have not been a big advocate of Alavila up to this point. I'm no giving has. him a clean slate as of right now. I'm going to say like, okay, I'm washing away any hate or frustration that I had toward you prior to now. And we're going to start from, for me, start from scratch. And I'm going to say, this is your, are you going to be able to keep your job or not past AJ Hinch, basically? Yeah, well, then this is a good transition. Um, you should probably be doing that with Ken Holland as well, uh, with the with the work that Steve Eiserman has done. And Matthew, what is the most recent work that Steve Eiserman has done? Brought back Mantha. Four years. I, I have no harsh feelings toward Ken Holland. Like, Mm. I'm not even going to say that he overstayed his welcome. He did he did more for the Red Wings than anybody involved with any Detroit franchise has done. So I I still very much appreciate what, what Ken Holland was able to do for us. Um, gotcha. I think it was more about timing for Stevie for when he wanted to come into Detroit and when he felt um, that I still can't believe he, he was did. ready sorry, to leave to cut Tampa. You off. No, I agree. Like that's, I still can't believe he yeah, did. Yeah, it still feels fake. Every time that I get like a notification or something happens that like Steve Eiserman is meeting with the media and then I get the notification with the Red Wings logo next to it. It's surreal yeah. every single time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy that we brought Mantha back. I'm a little bit confused. I probably need to do a little bit more research on this. Um, I'm a little bit confused why we were able to sign Mantha to a four year deal successfully. Like it sounds like everybody's happy on both ends, but then, uh, Bertuzzi ended up going to arbitration to get his contract. I feel well, that's, like, like that's, that's why that's what an arbiter is for is when the client and the team don't agree on what they need to be paid. But that's what I'm saying. Impasse. Like I just, where was, who, who was frustrated more? Like I don't, I would have to think that you'd want to almost give Bertuzzi a very similar contract to Mantha. Mantha deserves more objectively. I think i mean i feel comfortable saying this he's the best player on our team but i don't know Mantha? Yeah, offensively he's our best player 100 percent. oh that kind of threw me for a loop i thought I, I i would have said two other people and uh, i knew one than, of them was wrong but i was d- i was dead serious about one of them dylan larkin and who bertuzzi uh no you don't know? You oh my, no, I don't know. Zadina. Yeah, okay. you know who it is. It's okay, okay. It's Zadina. So that was the one where I know that I'm not. It's not actually, but I right. would have assumed that it was Larkin. But that's 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 your area of expertise. So I, I trust what you're saying. Um, so that's only so between him and Bert Mantha. I mean, um, those are the only two guys that we've signed this off season that were already here, right? We like those are the only two guys that have been re-signed. Everyone else has been let go. Correct? Ah, uh, I. Off the top of my head, I would have to say yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we brought back Bertuzzi just for a year, which we got him on a very cheap contract, and I would have to think after this year, he, he's probably going to get paid. I would hope. I would think. Fingers crossed. Um, Mantha, a four-year deal. I'm very happy with that. I don't know what the dollar sign looks like. Um, I haven't seen that information yet. Uh, other than that, yeah, I think we pretty much just brought in a bunch of new faces, all on very, very very team-friendly deals stall being friendly deals yeah uh stall being the 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 steepest one but i think everybody's happy to have taken that on still so i'm is there any i'm still very happy with where the red wings are at and going and i'm still not expecting this year to be like a playoff contending year but i've said it several times i 
am very much looking forward to the Red Wings. Just, I like being back. Like, very soon being the Red Wings of, not old, but like, of recently. So then I can start being a historian again. Yes. And I can and go like, back to 2009, like 08, baby. Yeah. I was going to say 2009 like 08, when baby. you yeah, when you were not so happy. But you always I say remember, but I, whatever. I remember 09 more than I remember 08. And yes, it's cuz I was a year older, so I had better <laughs> cognitive memory skills, but um yeah, and next time we get next time we go to the Stanley Cup, I'm going to feels like 08, baby. Or feels like 98 cuz that's when I was born. Um, another thing that happened, Matthew, was the Detroit Pistons finally unveiled their next G League team, which will be moving in downtown, the Motor City Cruise. Uh, very sleek design. I really like the logo. I really like all of it. They actually followed us on Motown Rundown and Motown Rundown, and they followed me as well, um, personally. So shout out to them for that. Not really too much to say other than yeah, cool. Excited to see what the uniforms look like. Um, hopefully they have as much creativity with the crews as they do with the drive. You know what I mean? In, in, in terms of their uniforms. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that'll be cool. The Pistons also uh, are city additions. Uh, they leaked. People have opinions about them. Matthew and I don't. Um, we Let's just reserve judgment until they are on a person. No. I need to give some context to my fine. They're nothing. And I – they're They're nothing. When, Synonymous, so, fine, and nothing. So you discovered them before I did. You sent them to me, and this was very mm-hmm. shortly after the Motor City Cruise was announced. Yeah, I'm sorry. I realize I did confuse you. Yes. Which wasn't your fault. It's no. detriment to the uniform. But I, but I but I get it. Right. So the cruise gets announced. Nick sends me this picture. Doesn't matter if it was the same day or not. It was just recent enough to the announcement of the team that when I saw our new jerseys, and it just says Motor City over the top. Uh, I think it was Blake's number, so 23. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Detroit, Michigan underneath are powered by whatever yep. it says. They're so simple and plain and dumb and basically just an off-brand version of our regular road uniforms. I think that would be our association. Don't know, don't care. Nike did a weird thing with that. Yeah, the racket with the... <laughs> just overthinking it. City edition's fine, but the yeah. When when you sent me that, I was just kind of like, okay, like I I said it almost optimistically, okay, and this is what the cruise is going to look like. Good for them. It doesn't look too pretty crazy cool. different from what we had for the drive because the drive are pretty simple. They're obviously just a deviation to what the Pistons already wear. I thought this was the same thing, and we were only seeing the road uniforms, so I was just I accepted it as what what it was. Come to find out. These are our new city edition uniforms, and yeah. I am, I'm so upset. I don't get it. The statement jersey, the gray ones, we already talked about it with Luke. I wish that I doubled up and said I hate them more than anybody on the planet because yeah, you were you were weirdly quiet about that. I must have been the nerves. Matthew's first big interview. Give everyone give him a round of a round of applause. He did great. I didn't want to fanboy about uniforms more than luke like i like i i because i can go on the longest tangent no matter who i'm talking to i can go on the no, longest I tangent know, in the I world know. about uniforms it doesn't matter who i'm talking to so it wouldn't have been luke's fault i just he would have hung up is my point so 
I'm upset. I'll leave it at that because the uniforms are nothing. I just wish, like, I don't get why the statement jersey stays the same for every team for so long, but then the city edition it changes. It just has for Detroit. It just has for Detroit. It changes. It's That's pretty... the honest truth. We've State... had them for three years. Well, I mean, Nike's been taking, yeah, but no, statement has is like the same for everybody. City edition always changes for everybody. It, well, some teams, I'm telling you, some teams get different statements. Like, like um, I'm trying to think of an example, and, I, and I, I cannot for the life of me off the top of my head. Um, Whatever. Just gray jerseys need to go. They're trash. It, it, it just... sounds like they're going to get retired. It sounds like they might get retired, and, um, and and we might have one more on the way. My thing with the new Well, no, because uh, they, were already, they were already previewed with the Jumpman logo. So we're getting the same gray jersey Ooh, with sorry. Jumpman. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm so sorry. So like right. literally all they need to do is make our statement. Everybody's already been saying this, so it's not like a hot take. Just make them red. They can look the exact same where they're matched with the format, Flip I guess, colors, of yeah. our home or away. Just make them red, invert them in a sense, and then change up our city edition to be something exciting. Make them, I hate to say this too, make them the teal. Make them the red from that that same jersey. Just make them like that darker red. Make them the burgundy, yeah, yeah, burgundy. Make them like the lightning bolt thing, like just that's what I just want. Do that's what I want is that something cool, yeah, or pay the, homage so to like the rest of sorry, pay homage to like yeah. another team or pay, dude. If we got you know the cream Red Wings, uh, I said to dad, oh, the audacity, he's. Talking about oh the NHL is apparently going to be adopting some alternate uniforms. That's just that's stupid. How could they do that to the NHL? And I said, Dad, do you remember the Winter Classic uniforms that the Wings wore a few years ago with the cream and like the the cursive? Beautiful. I go, those are sweet. If it, those, those are maybe are the beautiful. best uniforms, maybe the best sweaters that have ever been uh, stitched and sewn in the history of the National Hockey League. Yeah. If they bring those back in any capacity, shut it down. Well, I mean, it'd be sweet if the Pistons got like a homage jersey to that. Because they share the same arena, and it's Detroit, and it'd be cool, and it just and do it's it. Red. But I don't think they would because it's a crossover between uh, brands or whatever too. Uniform providers. Ooh, that's true. So that would suck. Well, but also, was, just be cool and do time, it. Time like Reebok. It was probably Reebok. Yeah. My thing is that, um, and I just want to end on this because you went on the rant that you said that you would. Um, I just want to. I want to move along here. I just, I just want them to take a risk. I, I think they're fine. I don't have a problem with them. I, I, I know they're gonna look cool on Blake. I wish they would change a different. I wish they would make the numbers a different font. That would be fine on its own with me. Like make it different in some way. Um, there are worse. Uh, I agree with that. City yeah. editions out there, definitely some worse ones, but there are some really freaking cool ones. Dallas so, needs a complete overhaul. I hate no, all of their the white, alternates the white and gold are the fine regular, it doesn't make any sense sorry those are yeah you know. those are okay but those man those uniforms that they've had with like these neon colors have been terrible comic book ones yeah those are gross terrible but they're gonna be bringing back the old court and they're gonna be bringing back the throwbacks pistons i believe are eligible for throwbacks next year um you know it is what it is i wish they would take a risk i think they're gonna be fine once we see them modeled on a player i think it's gonna be i think they're gonna be great I want to I want to talk about this really quick, Matthew. Um, we don't have to go into it too much. Uh, Michigan was a twenty four point favorite and suffered the biggest spread upset that they've had since Appalachian State on Saturday. Yeah, that happened. And 
as, and that's it. It's so weird. As Matthew and I are Michigan State fans, and I remember I took a I for about an hour I was kind of taking a victory lap after the game, and I just could not have cared less after that. I was like, you know what, man, that was just absurd, so embarrassing that it's just like, I you know what, really happy for everybody. Rocky just I. You know, you can't get away with slandering him after that game, and I get it. It makes sense, but let's just call it what it is. Like, the dude accidentally his way into 320 yards. Yeah, I mean, he played the—I forgot who was calling that game. Oh, Gus Johnson. Oh, my God. Rocky, it was Gus Johnson and Jill Clay. And they kept— Well, Rocky Lombardi with a dazzling performance. Like, brother, he's—it's either a run up the middle. He's—they're running a 26— or he's throwing it and he's like Ricky White's down there. Which listen, I'm shout not out to Ricky White. Ricky White, man, oh boy, oh that boy, our receiving special. core the entire day was insane. I've never seen also, catches like that. I will clarify too. Nick and I same page as I think everybody watching that game. We all know the refs had uh, maybe not such a great game. Suck. It was like even as state fans, we were kind of like, please switch out the refs. So I, I promise like everybody, I, I, yeah. Nick and I were texting each other we saying, know. this is like, what is happening? We know. And, and, um, you know, it, it was like in the first quarter that I texted Matthew and Michigan had gotten like their third pass interference call in like a second in a row or something in the same drive. I texted Matthew. I was like, all right, this is annoying. Like this is, this is a little bit annoying. Um, the refs, however, did not take out Joe Milton on the one yard line. Uh, when Michigan was about to score Correct. and then didn't. So um, this is, you know what? The refs were bad. They were no doubt. But they didn't Don lose Brown the game. And Josh, they did not lose the game. Correct. Don, well, well, that last drive, who was it? Jalen Naylor? That was not a catch. People were right. That was not a catch. But Ricky White's on the sideline, the one that he was falling to the ground. And it was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? That was a catch. People were like, there was no angle. That, that showed that it wasn't. But the one that was on third down on the opposite end of the field. Sure. You know what? Probably should have been reviewed. Anyways, um, Don Brown, Josh Gaddis, and Jim Harbaugh once again prove that they have no idea how to prepare their guys for a big game. And 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 you know what, man? I, I, well, I'll give them this. Like, the whole, like, oh, it was at home. It wasn't, though. Like, the, the, you, home and away doesn't matter right now. Every single game might as well be a neutral site game. It doesn't matter. And I do want to, so Mel Tucker, I want to give him some credit here, and then you can say something and we can move on to the to the, the main course of this episode. Um, I'll give Mel Tucker a lot of credit, man. Oh, we don't have a bad team. We just had a lot of turnovers. No, shut up. This team is terrible. Oh, turns out, no turnovers, really clean game. Okay, yeah, they were pretty good. And then I also want to say, I, two games into the Mel Tucker regime, let me tell you what I love. I love tempo. Oh, I love the no huddle so much. I love it. I'm not a big fan of running the ball on third and seven. And every like time him, him just like we were like driving, not really driving, but we had a chance to score before halftime. And it was like second and 13. And the reason it was second and 13 was because we got like a penalty and he just like mailed it in with two timeouts. And it was like, he just like ran the ball up the middle. I was like, okay. So the play calling can be pretty frustrating sometimes, but I'm a big fan of the no huddle, big fan of the tempo. Rocky Lombardi played in a monster game. I can't, you know, fault him for it, but it is what it is. Like, let's not pretend that he didn't just throw the ball 20 yards downfield and, like, Ricky White was going to be there somewhere. Um, it was still really fun, but I kind of don't care that we won. Yeah, I, the entire, I was very happy that we won. I enjoyed it. Sure. 
but no part of me was like, oh, so this team's the real deal. I think it said, I so no. here's some context too. There's a lot that goes into, like there's some hindsight that goes into this game being like, that sounds about right. Michigan State got walloped by Rutgers in week one. Mm-hmm. Shot ourselves in the foot uh, approximately seven times, give or take. Um, we put our defense in a bad spot. Rutgers was able to um, follow through, get in the end zone, capitalize. That being said, in previous years, that like Rutgers is a team that you can stop from doing that. Like you can turn the ball over on your own 30-yard line, and there's still a chance Rutgers doesn't come away with points in previous years. Yeah. This yeah. Rutgers team under Coach Ciano is able to capitalize. That's the biggest difference between mm. uh between this Rutgers team and years prior. So we lose to Rutgers. The following no. Yes. I'm starting to mess up this timeline. Week one, Michigan beats Minnesota pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like a big statement win because it was in Minnesota. Minnesota was coming in with really high expectations. You fast forward, and in week two, I believe it was on Friday night, Rutgers, or excuse me, Minnesota loses again. Believe to Maryland. Yeah, now we're like, oh wait, so that wasn't actually no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Maryland because it was two as well. Lost brother. to Maryland, they, uh... 45 to 44, and that was after Maryland, who was also terrible, got walloped in Week One by Northwestern. So you tie all these things mm. together, and there's a lot of reason to believe. Okay, so Michigan's Week One win maybe wasn't that impressive. You look at us, you're like, okay, well that was not a fluke because we definitely deserve to lose that, but you do not turn the ball over seven times. That's just not a thing that happens in sports. So you think like coach Tucker said, clean those turnovers up and there was still something to like. So clean it up. You go to week two, Michigan's not for lack of a better way to phrase it, just not prepared. Michigan state does what they're in a sense supposed to. Yeah, there is something to like. I just don't think we figured out what that thing is yet, and I think it's going to take us a while to find out. I think I we I need his recruits. I think that'll change a lot. I think we like we still sure. have a little bit of talent on this team. Colorado, and... he didn't get his at Colorado. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, he man. was able to keep. So Ricky White, if I remember correctly, I think Joel Klatt said this. Uh, Ricky White is a guy who came from a just a high school in Georgia. Coach Tucker mm. was at Georgia for a period of time. He has good ties to Georgia. So when he came in, the commitments that Michigan State had from that school, uh, when Mel Tucker came in, he was able to keep those recruits from transferring gotcha. because they wanted to play for a guy that they had already known. So sure. kind of worked out. I'm not – like we're still going to win three or four games this year, and that's about it. Yeah, so, I, can't, I can't even confidently tell you we're going to win one, but we won the one that I care about. So I'm I'm happy. Um, Matthew, uh, l- let's get into this next thing here, staying on football. Um, we're going to mention all the stuff that's happened today uh, at the end. But for now, Philip Rivers, like the Matthew Stafford stuff. But for now, um, sorry, I had to say that because Matthew's giving me a funny look and I didn't want him to be confused. Philip Rivers, uh, I don't know, man. Everyone was calling him Fossil Rivers before the game. I don't know. I think that... This is your thing. I, I'm sorry. I got really got nothing to say about this game. I don't care. I just don't care. Kenny going out, it's like, I. you know what? Just just say it, Matthew. What happened? I, I don't really have anything to say either, honestly. Like, 
<laughs> the dumb reasons that we lost. We played on CBS. That's just what's going to happen when we don't play on Fox. It we was play refreshing on CBS. to get away from the Greg Jennings and um, agreed that crew. The guy who was like Matthew Stafford's playing amazing. And it's like Brock it's really not yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we played on CBS. That's one reason why we lost. We played Philip Rivers mm. two years in a row. Uh, that means he gets to go mm. one and one against us, which means that's about right because <laughs> we already won last year. Yeah, he, he goes five hundred or give or take, so sounds about right. Um, we had won two in a row. Again, I prefaced it, I think last week that we had won two games in a row against teams with one victory each. So yes, not great there either. We were at home. Another reason, ironically, why we lost. Uh. And there's that's about it. You you play. There were two downs where we played with ten people. Uh, yes. Kenny Galladay. Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Galladay up and down with um, his injury. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing again anytime soon. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Hindsight. Why I, I, would we have won a game on CBS against Phil Rivers in year two, and when we're just not that good of a football team? You're not going to be speaking to people on this CBS thing. That's a you and I thing. I 100% understand what you're saying, and I 100% agree with I you. I think there are people that are... That no, point home. People are going to know what I'm saying. It matters. Matthew's out here holding his hand up, looking for high fives, and everybody's like, I got nothing for you. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I do want to give a shout-out, though. Miles Killerbrew, man. I've always been a fan of his. That dude, just he just hustles. He always plays really hard. Yep. He had a block punt. Had a really great uh, special teams tackle. I think it was on the opening kickoff, I believe. Might have been on like a punt. I don't remember what it was. Miles Killebrew is awesome. I love him. Um, so it was announced today that Matthew Stafford Wait, hold on. was placed on the... So Miles, on Ki- what? Miles Killebrew, you don't... You say that, but you don't even say... You know that he, he missed our previous game against Atlanta. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. I, sh- I should have Yeah, that, that's I'm a sorry. big reason why you would even bring that up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Keep going. Miles Killerbrew missed our game against Atlanta because his firstborn child was born, his son. So this was his first game as, back. Sorry, it was as it happens with firstborn child. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, this was his first game as a father, and so he balled out. And he said, "You'll always remember your first game as a dad," and it showed. So it was cool. Good for yeah. Miles Killerbrew. Deserves it. Really felt like um, who cares? This game, this, this team is terrible. Maddie Stafford was placed on the um, injured reserved COVID list today. Kelly Stafford's like, here we go again. And my point is like, well, maybe that's a good thing because like it was a false positive last time. But she talked about how chaotic and terrible their life, their lives were for a few days trying to figure it out because he literally couldn't be around the girls. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Matthew Stafford might he could play on Sunday, but probably Correct. not going to play on Sunday. Um, so David Blau, Chase Daniel, going to get some reps in. Um, so I probably won't be watching because I'm not interested. Kenny Galladay's not going to be playing. Uh, wants to get paid. Wasn't at the team facility on Saturday because he's like, which is I not true. Contract, which is, is not, not true. Yeah, players, coaches, Whoever like everybody lied. was able. Uh, somebody lied. Yeah, but it sounds like that's not true. I can mm-hmm. understand. Like I believe that he's not uh, happy, and I I don't yes. blame him because I believe he wants we the should pay him. But yeah, yes. I, from what I understand, it was just. Uh, Lie or misunderstanding, miscommunication. But he was there on Saturday. Uh, Trey Flowers isn't going to be playing on Sunday. Desmond Trufant, I don't even know if it, what's going on with Desmond Trufant. No idea. Um, 
We do get Everson Griffin. Oh, and no Jared Davis. I gotta watch. No, no, no Jared Davis. You know what's funny is I was about to say Jared Davis has got to step up. Step up. That was the next thing I was gonna say. So that's funny. Um, I forgot Everson Griffin's playing. I'll have to watch, you know, one or two snaps at least. I just I can't get myself to care, man. If if Stafford's not playing, what incentive is there for me to watch this team? What I I got nothing for you. I tweeted out on Sunday a it wasn't a prediction as much as it was something that was on my mind. The Lions mm. fall to three and four on the year. The way the NFL is shaping out this year, the Bears are accidentally ying their way into the playoffs. Such crap. Yeah, the Packers, as much as I, just like last year, I don't know how much I believe that they're actually capable of, I don't know, doing damage in the playoffs. They're going to win the division. They're going to go to the playoffs. Uh, in terms of the wild card spots, plural, there's an additional one this year, so there'd be up to three. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this. You said this the other day. Yeah. At this pace, the Bears are going to make the playoffs, which is a joke, but that's that's where we're at. The N- Easy win for whoever they got. The NFC West, and keep in mind too, as bad as the NFC East is, somebody's going to the playoffs. So It's going to be like that Seahawks team that went 7-9 and, and nope, made the playoffs. That was from the NFC South. That was Atlanta or New Orleans. Um, the Seahawks were 7-9 and nine and made the playoffs in like 2011. This isn't a question. I'm telling you it happened. I'm telling you that was the NFC South, and it was... Matthew, doesn't the Seahawks matter. did this. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> one, I don't okay. even think that someone from the NFC East who gets into the playoffs is going to win seven games. I think it's going to be less. Uh, it doesn't matter, That's but true. probably going to be less. The NFC West. They are... Everybody knew it going into the season. that That is going to be a very good division. Kind of like the AFC yeah. North, uh, where the Bengals aren't, their record doesn't show that they're good, but they're competitive. Uh, the NFC West, the worst team, I, I'm going off the top of my head. I actually don't remember what happened to them this weekend. Uh, so last I remember, the 49ers were 4-3. and three. Oh, I guess they would still be 4-3, and three, right? No, they might have. doesn't matter. The worst team in the NFC West is 4-4 four and four or 5-3. and three. Okay. You're going to get several teams from the NFC West making the playoffs. My thinking was if we're three and four, we have maxed out on how many losses we can get. The Bears fall to five and three. At this rate, they're probably, again, going to accidentally their way to like a nine and seven season, eight and eight. Yeah. The NFC, or yeah, the NFC West, they're going to have multiple teams probably with like nine to double digit wins. Even when they have to like beat up on themselves, I wouldn't be surprised if they all just split their record this season and within the division. They're going to get multiple teams in there. We don't have the type of team that is going to, at this point, win out and win 12 games to snag a playoff spot. Yeah, I don't see us being in a position right now to be competitive enough to, again, act, like with this team, accidentally ourselves into the playoffs. So... My thinking, I was honestly thinking, there is a good chance that Patricia is gone by to yesterday for the trade deadline. Because I was thinking, okay, <laughs> we're not going to make the playoffs because I, I, we can't really. Patricia isn't 
supposed to keep his job after this year, from what we've been told, from what we've been led to believe. Because you got to win meaningful games. You got to get into the playoffs. Um, I was thinking that Patricia's going to be gone. That's going to give, because I figured that Quinn would at least get to finish the season out. I thought he was just going to clean house and trade any way or trade away any valuable pieces that we had to um, just bring in some capital for the future. Sure enough, it didn't happen. Patricia's very likely going to finish the season. I don't know at this point what could happen that he wouldn't keep his job. I don't know. I This team is just kind of, we're playing football for the rest of the season because it's we're scheduled to. I, I don't see a situation. I don't see a situation in which we can turn the season around and make the playoffs, again, given the context of the rest of the conference. Lions football aside, there is too much winning going around outside of the Lions and outside of our division where we can't we can't find a way to get in the playoffs. Bittersweet because the Vikings were the only NFC North team that won on Sunday. They beat the pack. I mean, I mean, Kirk Cousins actually played a good game. We play the Vikings on Sunday, right? The you cut out for a second. Packers Vikings. We we play. No no no. no. Oh we sorry. The yes Vikings yes. Sunday, we play right? the Vikings on Sunday. Yes. Um. So it just depends if if Kirk Cousins is going to play the game that he played this last Sunday. I don't know if he plays the game that he's been playing all season. I actually feel pretty good. I know Dalvin Cook is. He had what I think four touchdowns on Sunday, uh, which is the most Correct. since nineteen whatever. Um. Well before we were alive. So you know who cares? Well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't matter. that it was the most. I, touchdowns. I'd like to get a division win. Yeah, it wouldn't be the Vikings, worst thing in the world, but I'm Vikings also not player. expecting it. Uh. With the uh, with the touchdown thing, not to correct you and not that it really matters, I think I, the statistic was it. with what? I said it was from a Vikings player. Oh, no, not even that. It was that he, oh, well, sure. But like the stat that I was thinking of was it was the first time that a single player has scored a touchdown on the team's first four drives in like a really long time too. I thought oh, that's I a stat you were saw that to. one. The one that I always kept seeing from like BR and all that was just four TDs. It well, it didn't it, it didn't specify that much. That's weird. Interesting. Cool synonyms. Um, give us the score, Matthew. I'm not going to participate this week. Probably won't the rest of the way. But give us the score. There's no you, reason I've for never me seen to... you this indifferent. You are you don't care. Like you are just so whatever about this. Yeah, I. I hate to kind of mail it in already, and every single week so far this season, I've I've either like yeah I, I mail it in, or I'm like yeah we're probably gonna go to the Super Bowl because that's that's just how I am and that's how the Lions are. Same, I'm probably just gonna lock it in every week because why not? Thirty four to thirty. No, no, I don't. I don't want to expect that Ooh, we're gonna score. I don't much. know about that score for a Vikings game. No, thirty four thirty is my like just. I thought it was my good luck score, but it's not. I'm going to bump it down to, uh, I don't know, 24 to 17. That's a lame score. 23-17. I like 23-17. That's more field goals. 23-17. Is TJ Hawkinson playing? I saw he was up in the air. Who cares, man? Gosh, I don't care. Who? I just, I, I, TJ Hawkinson. Like the the tight end, Matthew, I'm playing? cutting out for Matthew so he can. What do you mean? I I don't know. I saw a thing that he was. It was like he was questionable. We didn't know if he was gonna be playing. I'm asking you. 
Well, I'm looking at the practice report right now, and it says that he was limited today, but I don't think there's any reason to believe. I think that everybody uh, that's on the practice report is probably still going to play on Sunday. Gotcha. Except Desmond Trufant. Like, I think there are going to be a few guys. Because even Desmond Trufant is... He's 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 listed as limited today, but I don't. Mm. I mean, well, he he, pl- play or not, too, so I don't know w- whether Desmond Trufant plays or not. Like I'm honestly in a position right now where I want Okuda and uh, Overwarrior to be the only corners that go out there, and then we have some guys to supplement them, uh, either in the nickel spot or just to give them a break. I've, like just develop I, those guys because they're they sh- have shown that they are very talented yeah. and ready for the spotlight. And the other guys are either just going to hold them back or they're going to be not good because they played five minutes so far this season. Yeah, I want Tracy Walker and uh, Okwara in on every snap. Yes. Yeah. You remember when we played Will Harris like every snap and just not Tracy Walker and everyone is like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. Like The fact that we have actually kind of successfully, it's a joke because it's not what happened, but it's definitely like there's something to it. Fans have literally just bullied the Lions into doing what we're telling them, them, and it works. And it's so irritating. Like, crazy thought. Play Tracy Walker over Will Harris. Crazy thought. Blitz. Crazy thought. Like, I don't get get it. This team is the worst. I hate it. I saw, I want to end on this, we're a few weeks away from the NBA draft. Um, I saw somebody ask if the Pistons are expected to make any moves before the season potentially starts in December. And I thought, well, the draft and free agency are coming up, so I reckon we're going to have some new faces. I'm very excited that within, what, like seven weeks, not not seven weeks, it's going to be more than that, um, basketball is going to be back. I just wanted to throw this out there, that I did see an article today from Amari Sankofa that uh, Harry Giles should be on the Pistons' radar. I just want to throw that out there. I also got uh, somebody tweeted me. I think it was, oh, I feel so bad that I forgot who it was. Pistons Talk? I think that's who it was. He sent me a screenshot of a DM that he received where the person was like, oh, the Pistons just need to get um, like Jeff Green or Harry Giles. And he was like, they're pe- you're rubbing off on people. I just I I know this is a wild transition. I just we hadn't talked about Pistons and I had a few things I wanted to say. Um so yeah, the Harry Giles train coming to Detroit. Luke was very motivated last week. Um Yeah. Matthew you score was what was what? 23 to 17? Uh it sounds about right. 23-17 Lions cuz why not? Shout out to the um City Edition uniforms. Really cool stuff. Love them. I think people clamoring. I just, it baffles me that people care as much as they do. Cause I get it. I get it. But it's just, what are, what are you going to achieve? You know what I mean? You say that as if we share that sentiment. Uniforms. We don't. It's not a, you said it like we do. When Cause I, you know, when I say it's, like, I get it's not it, a shtick. I, Uniforms are important to me. No, I know. And, and like, when I say I get it, I get everything that you're saying. Like, I, I know you, I've grown up with you, I know how it is, but what is it going to do if you keep bothering Detroit? They know you want the teal. They are literally not allowed to do it. Like, you could do something where you're like, hey, like an homage, like you said. I don't know what the, what the like, if they're allowed to do that. Um, I also think it's dumb. Did you see San Antonio's? 
because that's a really good example. That's a great example, actually. Did you see their city editions? I saw a lot of teams, and I'm like off the top of my head. I think I I have. I'm looking them up as we speak. So it was literally just like the black jersey, and then I think it was the teal, um, pink and orange stripes that just kind of go horizontally across the chest. And Ooh. it was like so. Yes, exactly. Ooh. Matthew has now seen it. Yes. See, that's a great example of an homage, right? It's not a throwback, but it's sort of it's reminiscent of something that they used to of colors they used to have on their logo and on their court, right? That's a great example. I like those. I really, really like good, those, man. So, so had you not seen those? No, I hadn't seen these. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, they bang. Have you seen? Uh, you seen Brooklyn's? I really like Brooklyn's. I know plenty oh, of people that hate special. them though. I All really those are like dumb. Them. I know that. Oh, they're I amazing. Love them. They might. They might be the best uh, out of the ones that we've seen so far. They're fantastic. I I very much it, like them. Bulls fumbled the bag. Kings fumbled the bag. Uh, Knicks are terrible. Haven't seen the Pacers yet. I don't think. Um, Shout out to the Pacers Magics for like be... the Pacers have consistently had good uniforms since Nike took over. They're not like they're not like top tier, but I would say that Hard they to disagree. are. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they they haven't right. like missed on anything necessarily. Yeah, I don't think there's I, I, there's one that comes to mind. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to describe it, but but I definitely do agree with you. Can you believe that um, Nike made like galaxy uniforms for the Magic, and were like playing these, and it was like not a troll. I have way more question marks surrounding nike taking over the nba than that but sure because uh, i actually don't the mind one question the one question matthew was really mad so i was mad that i forgot to ask luke about the teal which i could just ask him at any time but i wanted everybody to hear his response matthew was really mad that he didn't ask luke about nike's first year um supplying yeah. the nba how the jerseys would just rip apart Matthew was really, he really wanted to ask about that. that they would just really spontaneously but, but, combust while people were playing. They would, yeah, it was so funny. And, but I think you made up for it with the Joe Burrow question. I hope people got as much, I, we, I don't care that it didn't get a great answer. Not that it was Luke's fault. It was just like, okay, you didn't know him. But um, I really hope people enjoyed that question. I talked about that for like two days. I was like, what a great, I was just walking around the house like, God, what a great question that was. No, I'm glad you liked oh, it. I'm then, glad that I was able then, to uh, ask it. And I'm glad, like, he did give us a good answer because he gave as thorough of an answer as he could for, like, yes, not yeah. knowing him. Because he was still able to talk about knowing that somebody else existed without actually knowing them, which is a cool right. thing to, yeah. Who could we do that about that's famous? Mike Weber, probably. But you you, you had an encounter with him and, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's their their professional grade athletes. <laughs> those are those are grown men. Matthew yeah. in high school played against Mike <clears throat> Weber and uh, Donovan Peoples Jones in a seven on seven uh, against Castec. So that was the thing. Um, we don't really have to get into that, but Matthew was. Um, well, I think made at the time too, of... Donovan Peoples Jones was only a sophomore, and he did not play <laughs> like it. And it was, in it was unbelievable. Mike Weber just a bowling ball running around at like a million miles an hour. It was, it was quite the sight. He was, he was, was he committed to Michigan at the time or was he committed at all? I don't remember. 
Because if you were what you were, were you a junior or a senior that year? That would have been my senior year. So he was, I, he had to have been committed to Michigan then. And then he was like, mm, nope. They played in Ann Arbor, and he was like, mm, nope, Probably. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah, good stuff there. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Thank you very much for making it this far, folks. We will catch you guys in the next one. Shoo! <laughs>